Hi everyone, this is Amy Infinity, and you are listening to The Key to Courage. So this week's podcast is all about loneliness. Originally, I had this titled, A Lonely Loner's Guide to Getting Through, but I kind of figured it actually applies to all kinds of loneliness. Sometimes it's not just that you are a loner. Sometimes you feel alone even when you're surrounded by people. So this this whole episode is devoted to all of us who feel lonely and kind of the, the whys and how to break out of that and just kind of to feel like we're all in the boat together. Okay, so to start with, there are some rules. So number one is you're okay, even if you're not. Number two, it's okay to be sad. Number three, it's okay to be happy. Number four, it's okay to fail. Number five, it's okay to fall. Number six, it's okay to get back up. Number seven, it's okay to want more. Number eight, it's okay to want connection. Number nine, it's okay to not be okay. Number 10, it's okay to be okay. Number 11, you will get through. And number 12 is everything will be okay. So I originally, I I did a bit of a blog on this. um, So I'm kind of going to go along with that. But I really want us to be able to kind of reflect on what it really is being alone, loneliness. Like I said, not just uh, loneliness solo physically, but also sometimes we feel very, very alone mentally as well. So this whole episode, like I said, is going to be about that. So being alone, whether by choice or not, it's not easy. As a result, over the years, I've developed a resistance and resilience toward people. Maybe you can relate to that. I've decided in certain circumstances to take on the attitude of, I don't need you. I'm sure this is probably the result of misplaced and utterly broken and shattered trust. I've been there a time or two. But then I've always been a bit of a loner. I don't always seem like it. I'm outright bubbly in social situations. But inside, more often than not, I feel awkward, and I just want to get back to my dogs or my horses and my writing. However, now I am finding that the current situation in the world has turned me into a brand new kind of loner, and a whole new kind of loneliness has sprung up in my everyday. I actually find myself wanting to be around people like all the time. But the problem is the kind of people I long for and the depth of interaction it's made difficult with, again, the current situation. And I mean, even though we may be at the tail end of the pandemic, let's hope, um, it still is made difficult because of the last few years of being in that. So let's just say it, making friends is already hard for the socially awkward, like myself, maybe you, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, having digital be the only option for really making friends, especially as an adult, now means, uh, oh, you could maybe not be an adult. It's still hard making friends. Uh, It's not really an option for some of us, like to go out and, and just introduce ourselves or meet people in some sort of social context. And to be honest, right now, 
I can't even handle a whole lot from the outside world, especially conventional ideas of getting through and surrounding myself with plush positivity. Inescapably, I don't have the energy nor the people to remind me to keep my chin up. Then when I do succeed at it for a short time, by the end of the day, my mind slams the door and reminds me that I'm still alone. So how do we deal as a loner shut in, or in this case, we're kind of past the shut in. So as well, still kind of sometimes self-inflicted shut in or still feeling that way. What can we do all alone and still keep a positive outlook on what's coming ahead? In my line of work, I am constantly reminding people that you are never alone. And I know this logically, but what about when I don't feel like it? What about when I do feel alone? You might be able to relate. I look out at my neighbors and it's as if they're all living on some other more stomachable planet. I'm sure they're struggling too, but they're also like out having drinks with each other, playing on bikes with the kids. Uh, The impression is that it's an easier time for them through all of this. Even worldly no mentors that I follow on social media, they have their moments of down, sure, but they seem to also even have at least someone to talk to. What about us? Those of us who are alone, what do we do when turning to someone sounds appealing, but then we know that there's either drama involved or afterward, it will make us feel even more alone. To others, especially, you know, people have kids around all the time. Alone time probably sounds heavenly. But for those of us who are stuck in the fortress of our own solitude, the isolation wreaks havoc on trying to stay connected. Perhaps like me, you were already struggling with loneliness before all of this went down. Now it's amplified at least tenfold. Now I hate to break it to you, I don't have an easy fix. But I do have a few tips that are keeping me afloat, some that are obvious, some not so much. I just hope that something there might help you too. You really aren't alone. We will make it through this and everything else. So of this list, uh, I mean, obviously pick and choose what might work for you. I found number one, uh, when you're feeling alone, you know what? Crawl back into bed. As a loner and a work-driven entrepreneur, I've been pounding myself pretty darn hard in the absence of anyone telling me when to end the workday. So even on the days I work remote or the days that I work by myself, like on my, I, I actually have a nine to five going on right now, as well as all of this. So, and I do very well in an organized work environment, often exceeding expectations and productivity, but independently when I'm, you know, by myself, all alone, I work myself to death. And when I'm not working, I'm obsessing over what I should be doing and feel guilty for not doing it. So this can go both ways. I mean, sometimes we're kind of the opposite end of that. We just want to kind of check out. You know what? Either way, give yourself a break. Multiple breaks, really. Even if you are struggling financially, as a lot of us are, your sanity is key. And this sometimes means crawling back into bed and giving yourself a plain hooky day just for being you. I absolve you of all guilt. Even if you do this multiple days in a row, we're all at the mercy of doing what we need to do in order to get through this odd time. Number two, be kind to yourself. This one is key, especially to us loners. I find that when I'm alone, I am the hardest on myself. 
Like I should have it all together, right? Because I'm all alone and I have all the time in the world to figure everything out, right? That's what outsiders think looking in at us. Or at least that's my projection of it. You're so lucky you're alone. You have your own place. You don't have a nagging husband or wife. You don't have the distraction of kids. Oh, you're oh so lucky. What they don't understand is that in our aloneness, sometimes the very things that might be they might be trying to escape from are the things that we so painfully yearn for. I wish I had clutter noise a lot of the time. I put on multiple TVs at once uh, just so I can fill up the noise in the space. I wish I had someone to talk to. I wish I had kids running around. But then I also don't. I'm on a constant roller coaster of loneliness, guilt, pain, and gratitude. So in that, be kind to your fluctuations. It's okay to be up and then down and then up and then down. It's human. It's normal, even though nothing is normal right now. And that's okay too. Just let yourself feel whatever it is you are feeling. Then move on to the next feeling and day. It'll be okay. Number three, why are you alone? Oh gosh, the deep question. So sorry, but it's important to maybe check in on this. Is it by choice? Is it not by choice? Just taking the time to determine why you are alone gives you some strength and liberation from it, whether it's from the pain, the guilt, or even just a sense of lost. It may provide some clarity and help you feel better about your situation. If someone screwed you and it makes you feel worse, then screw them. I'm giving them a middle finger for you. And try to make the best of the situation to show them, and more importantly, you, just what metal you're made of. I have had many swirly feelings about all of this. I am alone by choice, but not by choice. I left my ex, but it was because of his actions and inactions that tore us apart. So I know that I am better off and I am proud out on my own, but it doesn't take away the feelings that I have, that I am missing an appendage. I got used to having another half. I got reliant on a future that I really looked forward to that seemed full and that is no longer there. I often get a cold reminder rush of it's not fair that I don't have my partner and what I signed up for with vows and so much time. If only I had been more willing to put up with what I don't deserve, then I wouldn't be alone right now. Full stop. Being alone is better than living in a world that is less than what you deserve just for being a person. Say that again to yourself. Being alone is better than living in a world that is less than what you deserve. Plus, pondering the woulda, shoulda, couldas just gets you into trouble. I know this all too well. Try instead to focus on the bright side. Yes, slap me, I said the bright side, sorry. But really, you have your own life to live. You have yourself, and it is all by choice, even if it doesn't feel like it. Embrace this power. Be proud. You are stronger than you think. So number four is drink. Yes, drink, I said it. But by drink, I don't necessarily mean alcohol. Sure, do that if it helps. And please have one for me too. But keep in mind for the wrong reasons, alcohol is only a band-aid that can leave down a darker road, especially alone. So instead, I drink a lot of coffee, tea, and sometimes kombucha, also juice. I make my mocktails and try to convince myself to drink more water, and it works for about a day. But just the process of fixing myself something in the morning or in the evening, it does help. 
It's self-care. And we probably should try to stay hydrated too. I'm not your health guru, but the point that I'm trying to make is that you should figure out what is best for you in regard to drinking. Don't deprive. Have the wine, have the beer, whatever helps. Please have the bourbon and tequila, but also know your weaknesses and pitfalls. Be forgiving, but also wise. As a loner, we're all we've got. Number five is eat. Oh, by golly, I've been doing a lot of this one lately, haven't we all? This too has been a balancing act, especially for us loners, I think. When you have mouths to feed, even partners, you're kind of regulated by that fact alone. As a loner, it's just up to you. For me, I have trouble justifying the time or money involved in cooking healthily for just me, not to mention the sadness it stirs even when I love to cook. And if you are on a limited budget like me, in my case, with large animal mouths to feed, the struggle is real to eat well and to eat any kind of semblance of healthy, especially when you feel like self-medicating with food. Because silly me, I took alcohol away. Uh, (laughs) I vacillate between soup, ramen, semi-healthy stuff for about two seconds after a grocery pickup, then back to snack food, cereal, candy, chocolate chips. I mean, goodness gracious. As a writer, I'm always looking for something to shove into my mouth. But even if you're not a writer, just the act of Netflix binging screams for cookies or popcorn. Do it, but only until it starts to make you feel bad. Not so much physically bad, more like guilty. Try to shove the guilt and use it as a signal or a tool to move on to the next tip. Allow and be proud. Own what you eat and do or do not do. But just also realize when the feelings don't match up. If it's not making you feel good, you know what? That's when it's time to throw that cookie out the window. Okay? (laughs) Now, number six is a lot healthier. Go for a walk. Cliche, and it sounds cheesy, but it actually works, especially when we are by ourselves. My walks bring a mixture of emotions, though, even in preparation, thus are sometimes hard to get motivated to do. There's the fear, of course. I am a pre-pandemic germaphobe, so going out right now stirs up some real stuff for me. Also, you know, it's, it's a little unsafe sometimes to go out by yourself, so that also plays in my head. I also don't like to be seen when I feel vulnerable and not at my best. But I have to take my dogs out, so that forces me to move. And my pup mom obligations make me take them out on local adventures, which ends up being triply good for me as well. Now, if you don't have pets, maybe consider getting one, uh, which we'll talk about in a moment. Or find another motivator to get yourself out. Pick a place as a refresher. Maybe a tree you like to see. Maybe a bit of sky. Maybe a park. Just walk down the block, down the street, Or a longer trek if you're motivated. Just the act of getting out is what's important. I know that a lot of us have life reasons why we're really crunched for time between jobs and obligations. But you know what? Let's just take a little time for ourselves. Get out and go for a walk. Energize and remember your body, but also it refreshes your mind. As loners, we need to try to stay in touch with the outside world in order to find more reprieve inside. It's like hitting refresh on the computer. And a lot of the time, I don't even realize it until I out out and do it. And I get back and I'm like, wow, I wish I had done that a little sooner. Yes, a walk in the outer world can also be 
it's both awesome and painful for me going out reminds me of what I don't have when I see the families laughing people you know doing fun things together makes me feel a little more alone but it also gives me a moment of remembering and I imagine myself as a part of it knowing that it will come in the future if I allow it I look forward to that and bask in the warmth of what's to come number seven get a buddy I like this one. By a buddy, I actually mean a dog or a cat or whatever you fancy, a fish. Uh, it will only take, I will only take a moment to go on about this one because I don't want to harp on something if your situation doesn't allow it because maybe you're in an apartment that doesn't or maybe you have allergies or anyway, I would suggest even if you don't have the ability to get one for yourself, find somebody who has animals. They light up the world. For those of you who don't already know the benefits of this one, you, or those who do, sorry, you definitely know. For those who have yet to jump into the animal ring, let me just say, my four-legged kids have been my mainstay through all of this in so many ways. They get me out when I'm not feeling right. They provide the distraction of parenting and they fulfill the loner love void in more ways than I can describe. The flip side is that there is a bit of guilt involved when, like for instance, right now we can't take them exactly everywhere we want to. The world has opened up quite a bit, but we can't, you know, necessarily, you know, give them every table scrap that they desire. We can't, you know, overspoil. I mean, I guess we could, but that's just not a very healthy thing. But it is so worth it if you can bring a little monster into your world. There are a lot of pups and cats and rabbits, chickens, ducks, horses, etc., looking for homes or for fosters. Consider checking out local shelters and rescues. Of course, call first to see what their process is. You may just find your soulmate. I have found four, two dogs and two horses that absolutely own me. Doesn't mean that I don't want people in my life, which I definitely do, but goodness gracious, animals, enough said. <laughs> excuse me okay so number eight this is the last tip that I have and in my opinion this is actually the most important take time it's taking the time for you yes this may seem asinine considering that as a loner alone right now you may find that you have way too much time to yourself But what I also find is that in my loner state, I get caught up in seeking outward stuff just to get through it all, and I forget myself inwardly. I mean, my head spins all the time. I am way too much in my head, but I forget myself. I get lost in shows, work, and distractions, responsibilities. I intentionally lose myself in order to just cope with being with me all the time. And this is necessary too, coping. But in that, don't negate yourself and your own importance. Don't push aside all of what you're experiencing. You're really experiencing. Yes, you get to be happy and to have your space. And you also get to be sad for being alone. You get to feel tossed and angry and confused. And you get to be mad at others for not appreciating the simplicity of what they have with other people around. Your life is your perception. So allow for whatever that is, then realize that it is actually a perception and that you have the choice of how you want to perceive it and what is to come. Your time alone right now is for you, whether you love it or not. There will be good days and there will be bad. On the bad days, come back to this list and know that you really aren't alone. 
take solace in that fact and that we are all just trucking through together or not. Hang in there, lonely loner or a lone person surrounded by people. In no time, we'll be back to being regular loners again, but amazing in that. And loners by choice. That's that's the key right there is if you choose to be. So you'll make it through. Let's do this together.